You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode seven of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP with a focus on Yammer, Noah Sparks. <laughs> Well, let's uh, we'll just get started. We'll see what happens. That's part of the magic of video, Noah, uh, as you walk around uncomfortably holding your surface. Um, but uh, Noah, why don't uh, why don't we kick things off? Why don't you introduce yourself? Noah Sparks here, Community Igniter. I work currently at Brainstorm in product slash, management. Flash Gymnastic Studio, as I was. Flash Gymnastic <laughs> Studio. We're finishing some space behind us. The carpet's coming in and. Nice. Very excited for the new space. Very collaborative. And uh, that's me. You get that carpet glue buzz happening yet? or It was the paint. I think oh. the primer on the walls was just something else. And we all vacated. So must have been like uh, the Kills, which um, just fantastic primer. Sorry, they're, they're a paid sponsor. That's why I'm mentioning that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but the stuff it does just stick to anything, but uh, does not smell good, and there's nothing natural within that product. Yeah, yeah, it's black magic. I think it's, <laughs> it's part of it. It's, a, it's on the can. You read the label. Yeah, but uh, well, thanks for uh, for joining. I know that um, uh, we uh, we had a failure of some technology of which we will not speak um, uh, that uh, didn't capture all the video components last time, um, but we'll just kind of restart. Um, and, and no, so I know we've known each other for trying to remember like the year. Was it like 2011, 2012, somewhere right around that? Uh, I met Naomi and Chris around that time. 2012 was the Yam Jam event. Yep. So Francisco. I think it was right around that that time. Yeah. yeah. Maybe SharePoint conference with Joel. Yep. Might have been. Um, so, you know, for, for a few years, been associated through, through stuff. So I was at, you know, back at, in, back at that time, uh, was, uh, uh, you know, and, and earlier, I think that most of the Microsoft ecosystem, uh, the SharePoint community surely, but the, uh, was a, a Yammer, uh, proponent and uh, using that for a number of different activities and, uh, that you were very involved in that. And, in fact, I always comment that the what I think it was the SharePoint conference that was in Los Angeles, Yammer team had uh, a a rooftop party that like nobody went to. My entire team it was at Exceller at the time. We you know, we we were all there and uh, plenty of food, lots of swag. <laughs> they were trying to give us jars of candy because uh, there was nobody there to eat it. <laughs> and it was one of those. It just it was an awkward time for those that don't know some of the history. It was pre-Microsoft acquisition, at the time, Yammer was a little bit of an interloper there at the event, and they went and were sponsoring, uh, were starting to sponsor some parties and things, and, and providing some kinds of integrations in with SharePoint, but Microsoft viewed them as a threat. Um, they were like Yammer and Huddle and kind of these other you know, vendors that were out there, and, and I suspect, I don't know this for a fact that there were Microsoft product team people that were discouraging people from participating in that party. But uh, then a few months later, however long it was, you know, then the acquisition happened and now everybody's happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I don't remember the SharePoint conference in LA. The, the one I went to was Vegas. And uh, I think Joel and I spun up SP Yam. Yep. The summer of the acquisition. So right after the acquisition, we. Which is, there's still a lot of conversations that are happening over there. I don't go to it you know, as, as often. I'm on there once or twice a month. I go there just, it's another place that I go and look for discussions and research on different topics. How often are you using it? Uh, not often. It's heavy SharePoint, so yeah, uh, pretty technical mostly. And uh, we're just under 6,000 people in there. So Joel started this experiment and said, hey, I wonder if the community, the SharePoint community could be early on Yammer and move their, their, uh, their community, some of the community traffic into a, a brand new tool to the, to the office suite. So. And it, and it grew, I don't remember what the, uh, the number was, how high it got. It's close to 6,000. Was that, was that the highest? Is that the highest it was though? I don't know. I don't know. Don't remember. I assume it's, that's peak, but. Well, well, anyway, we're not yeah. here to talk about Yammer. That's just an, you know, another topic. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about, um, you know, as we're in our last conversation about what technology really has you interested, and it really kind of goes back to, I guess, um, SharePoint Saturday, Utah, and your session, and that, that experience. Why don't you talk about part of what you shared? So <laughs> I was crazy enough to collide SharePoint with virtual reality, and I put it out there on Facebook. I think Erica picked me up and said, hey, here's maybe one or two people that are doing something in that space. But I really do see the evolution of collaborative technologies moving into this new frontier where you're, you're immersed, right? You, you feel greater presence with others in a shared space. That's, that's essentially what SharePoint is attempting to do, but it's all... Um, Document-based. Documents and icons and, right, right it, it's representations of something in the, of the physical world that we're trying to, right, uh, collaborate on. So I, I got my start with VR um, here in Utah. I heard about the void, visions of infinite dimensions or something like that. Yeah. And they just announced a Star Wars experience Christian, a Star Wars experience. They did, they've done Ghostbusters. They've done a few other things. So they're now, wasting their time on that stuff. Is that because they're building up to the Lord of the Rings experience? So <laughs> Star Wars first, then, I, then they'll be serious and they'll go do Lord of the Rings. I see your priorities. <laughs> but as, as you hold up a Rogue One cup, gotcha. Yeah, I, uh, I know. You're doing the reference there. <laughs> it was, yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> So uh, I jumped into the void. It was amazing. I wanted to push my buddy through. You start by, you're in a warehouse. You're not tethered. You've got the laptop on your back and the headset on your face and a little demo gun, right? And uh, we were going to stun an alien in this, in this um, space expedition. Mm -hmm. And he would not walk through. You, you put the headset down and he would not step because it looked like a 30 foot drop. Yep. And uh, so that, it, that experience cemented the, the idea in my mind that this was going to be the, the way we compute in the future. This is the interface between humans and computers yep. because it's so humanizing. I don't have to pick up a mouse and, and do something like that. 
abstract. It's me physically walking through space. I know, I know how to do that from birth practically. And so well, since birth walking, that's, that's yeah. a whole other discussion there. Noah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, I put that on your resume. <laughs> uh, so uh, I've got one in my basement. I have a room scale VR setup in my basement. I've got the vibe and it is fantastic playing, um, uh, questing with other people on mm -hmm. paintball and, uh, bow and arrow and so it it's quickly going to become the de facto way that we jump across time and space you know the for for people that have never played with the 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 these you know these tools um and i know you're you're talking about you're giving examples that are more on the gaming side of this and right. i for, for a lot of people there's that disconnect of you know how does this actually fit within the enterprise how do i actually What's the business value of this? And we'll, we'll come back to that. But I'd say that if you've never experienced this, and I mean, so you're, um, well, I've done like the little, what is it called? It's the cardboard or whatever that slips over your, your phone, your smartphone, and sort of gives you some of that effect. Um, I'm just not a, you know, a big fan of you know, that, that, that kind of stuff. And it's, um, they're just not great apps, not very complex that are on there. But was at your session, um, putting that on there and the, the, the the experience that I had was the plank. Yeah. And, and so those, if you've not done this, um, you know, so what we're sitting here watching it was the end of the last session of the day. I know there are people that were in a rush to get downstairs for the raffle to see what they won and stuff. But I, had, I really wanted to try this and watching people with this gear on, you had these mini towers. Sorry. What do you call those? Those lighthouses, lighthouses. Are watching where you are. Yeah, mm -hmm. like the responders. That's that that helps map out the physical space and where you are in that. So it um, and it's cool too as you get too close to those things, how they then appear within the virtual world, so that you're not just running into and knocking over this expensive equipment. Um, but watching people that were going through this program, which is essentially you go into, you're in a street, you go into this building, it's an elevator, you go up however 30 floors, whatever it is, and the doors open and there's a plank. And, you know, and, and so you, you walk out and you're looking down and the wind picks up once in a while. At one point, like the other buildings, like a helicopter flies in front of you. Um, I remember like the giant uh, speaking of Lord of the Rings references, like the giant spider kind of crawling down. There's like little buzzing, you know, uh, bugs that fly around, that kind of stuff. You see little spiders. I mean, it's pretty incredible. I mean, it, it's not like it was HD quality, right? perfect world, uh, not the Matrix. This is the version that people reject of the Matrix. So, yeah. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> I haven't seen the Matrix yet. Like, who are you that haven't seen the Matrix yet? But uh, anyway watching other people do this and laughing at them because how you end the game, and this is not a spoiler because I think they put this in the material for the game, is you step off the plank to end the game. And just like you said, like your friend that wouldn't step forward, that's how the plank was for people. They're like, they're struggling. Your mind, you're telling you, look, it's carpet, it's flat, it's level. But I'll tell you how hard that was to go and do when I went to take that step and I did this big overarching step and everybody laughed at me, um, I lost like my stomach, like went out, like you have the, the mind translates 
the, to that physical gives you those sensations. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's just, it's an incredible experience. And I wish we had had more time. Maybe I need to come hang out in your basement and do the one that I'm, I really want to do is the, uh, the swimming with whales one I've heard about. Yeah. Um, so I just need to set up my office here. I need to get the, the rig and do that. But so that, with that experience aside, I mean, what, how does this translate into the enterprise? What is the future there? I, the future for VR in the enterprise, in my opinion, is uh, what the evolution of enterprise social, right? The, the goal of enterprise social is to facilitate connections between disparate groups or people and, and topics and help them establish great trust so they can accelerate the pace at which they learn from one another and that they participate in um, the flows of knowledge, right? The, the, old, the old way of operating is you get a stock of knowledge, but that, that knowledge, the half-life of that knowledge is greatly deteriorating, right? The pace at which you, that, that knowledge is valuable is gone in an instant now. So we need, we need higher trust environments where we can share and uh, share uh, tacit knowledge, right? This is not explicit, something, something that we can share together. And that's, that's the opportunity of VR is to not only share knowledge, but share experience. Actual experience will accelerate the, the, the knowledge transfer or right, the, the trust that can develop between a team. So uh, that that's that's where I see this going, and I don't I don't know what that looks like because you can't scale to enterprise size with uh, when you're sharing a physical space. So I, I'm really curious what community management looks like in this new virtual world, um, and how how do you engage people? I, I I see it's I see an opportunity for flash teams, right? Teams to to come together for an instant, they they come into this virtual space. They're they're working uh, at an accelerated pace because they trust each other in this in this environment, mm -hmm. and then they disband. Right, so the the space matters less than the congregation that gathers there. Yep, I don't know what your thoughts are on. Well, yeah. So my I mean my my mind goes to um, sorry. I, I will um, move to a Star Wars reference since we're, we're talking about it, but is the whole, the whole like Jedi council, you know, sitting around there where you have some people that are uh, with the bad Wi-Fi reception that are kind of fuzzy on there, but they're, you know, they're all sitting there in the circle. We think of that, that concept uh, in the real world. So actually have, have kind of seen this concept in place was uh, so good mutual friend, Sean McDonough's another, uh, you know, MVP office server and services. Um, and he had, uh, his VR setup and was developing some different things. And he was actually walking around his house and describing some of the things he was doing. And he had another friend, uh, um, Wes Preston, in a Skype meeting. Um, and as he's walking through the house, he had the, the, the screen, like he put it out in front of him, like floating there and there. And there was, you know, Wes like talking, participating. They were live streaming this interaction and so I was watching this thing. And so he's walking around his living room and had this 3D effect of walking around Wes, like in this 
panel got to the other side and there's Wes again, still participating in this, but you, you know, and so that was just the coolest thing. So he's able to move around the space and he was playing some like really crappy quality video game. But what it was doing was the mixed reality. Like it was having these digital spiders breaking out of his walls in his room. And so they'd come out of the ceiling or the wall or suddenly he'd break out of a window, which, you know, of course it wasn't, uh, as an advanced program to, to recognize that it was a, you know, a, a, a glass window versus a, a wall and where to break out of. Um, but then he did this little, uh, you know, finger movement to shoot a gun and to kill the, the little spiders while Wes was sitting there chatting still along and the rest of us watching this activity. But again, the idea of um, being able to sit there and, uh, and, and work and take notes um, but then have this conversation with people and get up and do something, grab the panel, you know, as I'm talking, walk over and do some other activity. I mean, it's just, it's really powerful moving towards that Jedi council idea that you can have people that are geographically dispersed and it's, yes, you can look at the flat screen uh, you know, around that, but to be able to do, um, and maybe it's just, it's hard for us to uh, uh, get our minds around it as, primarily uh, technologists as information workers were used to looking even at multiple screens versus uh, you know, friends of mine that are industrial designers, mechanical engineers, they're always looking at the 3d space mm -hmm. and that's how they're doing the collaboration. That's why the designers need to physically be together. How else are you going to sit and look at these objects and talk about changes to made to be made to these designs? So an experience that you'll love, with all your live streaming a video and all that is Facebook spaces. I don't know if you've jumped in there, but you get a live camera. It's, it's a virtual camera in this virtual space, right? And you place it wherever you want. Mm -hmm. And then you go live, you hit go live and it's broadcasting on Facebook. And then as the comments come in, you pick them up like a physical, it's, it's a, it's represented physically in your 3d space. And then you can comment about it, talk about it and, throw it. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's, I, that's really very cool. I think you would have a blast with it, Christian, to be yeah. entirely honest. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I, to be 100% uh, honest, um, I, to, to spend more time in anything branded Facebook has me a bit concerned, but sure. yeah, but I, yeah, it, it's uh, like, I'm not just not, a, you know, a hate, hating on Facebook. It is what it is. And, and you were talking about the business side of that. And there's, Hey, there's exciting technology that's happening, innovations that are happening with multiple players. Um, I mean, you even have to look at some of the things that Slack and and uh, uh, you know, other chat-based solution providers are are doing. It's pretty exciting as well. Um, but yeah, around this now, I, last time we talked, I, I said that uh, my office setup here is actually perfect for me to put the whole rig up on the ceiling so that when I do the virtual environment, I can do the complete Tom Cruise experience, be suspended as I'm moving with my files, you know? So I have plans for that. Lovely. Yeah, what, what, uh, what impressed me was you could bring other people along in your 3D experience, right? You're, you're in this virtual world, but you, you video call someone, just like you were mentioning, right? And you bring them along for the ride and the, the, the way you can share an experience, Dunkirk 
is a is a movie that's recently hit uh, theaters, and they have a 360 trailer that just is so stunning that I need to see the film. Right. Yeah. That that's how motivating and compelling these experiences are. Yep. You know, there's a. I mean, I was impressed. I just just a, something I just remembered when I was. I'm thinking, you know, between eight and ten years old, I think. So in the late '70s, there was um, a. I would call it like a carnival. Um, and where it was, for those that know the area, it's the uh, the giant the theaters that are in uh, right by the freeway in downtown Wallet Creek, California, um, uh, which is actually where I saw um, Star Wars uh, when it came out initially nice. in uh, those theaters. But uh, there was out in the parking lot was this temporary um, 3D show. I mean, look, it's you know late 70s, uh, maybe as late as 1980, um, it, it was an actual 3D, but the, what they had set up was this tent where the screen was actually at an angle. And so we had about, I don't know, 40, 50 people standing around paid to go and do this, looking up at this screen, but it had the, I don't know how many speakers they had surrounding, it was part of it. We were wearing 3D glasses though, and so it was this 3D thing with the sound, which made a big difference too. Having the sounds whoosh around you again has an effect. So it's not just the video component of that, but also having this immersive surround sound, um, you know, how that, that impacts that as well, um, which is side thought too, is if you have this, you know, this group meeting and it's set up in a way that you can even, you know, the conversations where voice, somebody talking can come from different directions, um, I think would, would help with that experience as well. We're, we're challenged on communicating with one another and we lose so much. I mean, this video chat is pretty good. I get to see your expressions, but I don't feel like I share the same space with you because you're, a, you're on a Surface Pro in my hand, right? That's right. That doesn't feel like you're occupying my space, but having just your hands and a head, right, that's represented in the virtual world on an avatar, you get so, I mean, I challenge you to, to not know what this expression is, like, right? Yeah. In, in paintball, when I just shot you, and I, I just won the, the, the capture the flag game, right? I mean, there's no contest on bringing our body language into our communications. Yeah. No, uh, definitely. It's, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there, there's all the different, uh, now we're going to get into more of the psychological side of that, but it's, you know, there are different elements of communication that get lost with the written. It's, it's why you have this, this, uh, we're in this era now of, um, uh, with written communication where, um, you know, it's, it's funny in the, the day and age of the, you know, fake news things that are out there. And I think it's a, it's a real problem. But part of it is like there might be a news piece and then the commentary that's below that where people clearly have no filters, the level of bravado of uh, smack talk, you know, in within the comments, uh, it makes me disregard all of it. And that's, that's a, a, a place where I think it's a failure of organizations to uh, actively manage those communities. Like yep. what is valid commentary, you know, commenting below that. Um, it's like I, I, I have to accept all comments on my own blog. It's not that I have this huge volume of, of comments around my, my personal blog posts. 
Uh, and there, and it's not even about the occasional, which does happen three, four times a month, which spammers go in with their fake comment and trying to put a link out to their selling sunglasses, Ray-Ban sunglasses or, or something, you know, um, which I think is the side business of that prince of uh, Nairobi that is always asking for monetary help. He's the one selling the sunglasses. No, but, um, you know, the, the, you know, with with all those those issues, I think we're the, we've degraded conversation, and so much of it have is because we don't have can't see each other. There's no way to really get a sense of from, you know, for me just to say yes, no, yes, no, but looking at me, and you you'd even know, and if it were like this, you know, looking at my face, you might be able to say, Christian's bored out of his mind. But if, if you don't see the hand signals, I might be going, yes, like, yes, like, like, no. And just like, I could be doing other things, you know, body movement that uh, will help better communicate what I'm actually feeling. And, you know, so, yeah, I mean, all of this is important. We need to find new ways of being together and uh, this is a great vehicle for that. VR, VR will always have a space. It won't, it won't be just purely mixed reality, AR. VR will be able to transport you to impossible uh, experiences. Right? right. AR situates you in your, in, your, in your surroundings, so you can't really go to impossible. But uh, I'm just thinking of, of team meetings on May the 4th, so Star Wars Day. So automatically, just make it so everyone... <laughs> Is uh, is in, dressed up in in the appropriate garb. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Light side or dark side, Christian? Uh, well, I think it'll be a mix, and I think depending if you give people the choice, then that will tell you a lot about how that meeting's going to go. <laughs> you know, if you're like, okay, it's our weekly team meeting, status meeting, and everyone enters in, and be like, well, today I'm surrounded by Sith. Like, <laughs> what's happening, people? What's going wrong here? You know, Jennifer, you're the only Jedi here. Oh, oh, she just slipped on her hood. Sorry, spoke too soon. You know, hey, that that would be just another another way to get that uh, that feedback as a manager. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen already to you? Uh, people walking around in Sith outfits, not as often as I <laughs> you would think, but yeah, it does happen occasionally. Um, yeah, I, no, I, you know, I think, I, I, you know, and there's a, it's a whole other discussion to get into the mixed reality. And I, you know, while as much as um, we like to make fun of like the, uh, the Google Glass wearers and kind of that, that technology, I mean, honestly, it's like, I, like I, I hate going to 3D movies because to limit your field of vision and those glasses and it's just never comfortable and the experience too, I mean, moving around um, you see what kind of the limited scope, you kind of just have to focus, you know, right here to get the full experience. And if you're not sitting kind of centered in the theater, it's a degraded experience anyway. Um, just not a, not a fan of that. Um, it, but the idea of wearing something like if I wear my reading glasses here and have it with a little camera right there and have the same effect as wearing that whole, you know, unit and, and with like, you know, headphones I think we're going to see the size of the technology and the performance of that technology dramatically improve so that it'll fit in with more of our 
you know, that, that work life ex experience, that, that balance and be much more comfortable than the big helmet that you have to put on nowadays. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of our neighbors that we've invited over, they have an aversion to putting this thing on that removes them from seeing others. Right. And right. they may look like buffoons while they're in the experience. Uh, yeah. So you, you definitely do look like social. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but you it, do too. You. Uh, no, I, I'm not saying you know. I'm saying you as in people. Yeah. I don't mind being a buffoon. Yeah. As long as I can have those experiences. Right. No, it, it, it's powerful. I was going to say though, but on the, the mixed reality side of that, I mean, I that that whole concept of being able to, uh, for example, um, I, you know, I'm a, a TripIt Pro user, and uh, you know, if I've got a bunch of discounts through other stores and things and you know I'm just not aware of I'm not I'm not going through and say you know what I'm going to be going in you know downtown Salt Lake City this this weekend and uh it, you know and I need to be aware of I could walk into these stores here's the 30 stores that are in downtown Salt Lake City that I have discounts in be, through this this program at you know and, and my my memberships in these different travel clubs I'm not going to remember not, all not of that. Not going to happen. But yeah. if I have that mixed reality experience, I'm walking down and it knows whether it's linked to my phone or just through, you know, Wi-Fi you know, or, or through my cellular network, it's pulling this down. As I'm walking down, it's saying, um, you know, hey, Christian, you were shopping on Amazon. It's not doing all this. I'm just thinking here's the logic behind it. Yep. You were shopping on Amazon for running shoes. Um, you found these deals this store that you're coming up on has a sale right now. It's actually $20 cheaper than what you have sitting in your basket. I mean, and saying, Hey, go take a look at this or try them on or Hey, you've got a 50% coupon for this restaurant. You know, um, that's, that's part of this program that you're a member of. I mean, that kind of stuff that, that you have, it just kind of, you know, in, you know, as you're experiencing that mixed reality, I mean, that will be incredible when we get to that point. It's coming you quicker than we extra so that you don't have the advertisements popping up. <laughs> that that's the Google route probably. Right. <laughs> yes. So, um, why haven't you tried the void? 20, 25 bucks gets you in there. It's an incredible experience. It's I need to go try it. Yeah. I, I know that that's where Sauron lives. <laughs> so now he's in the void. Uh, always, uh, yeah, there will always be a, uh, Lord of the Rings reference somewhere within that. So we, we just finished, uh, C.S. Lewis's Narnia Chronicles of Narnia. Yes. Are you a fan? Of course I am. You know that they're, uh, they're, they are, uh, I don't know if they're filming yet, but they are doing, uh, the silver chair, which is, uh, my favorite. Yep. Uh, I'd say two, two favorites. I love the magician's nephew, which is really, you know, where, how it all started. Um, but uh, the silver chair is one of my favorites. So. Yeah, completely new cast. Um, so because the kids in the other movies have all gotten too old, too old yeah. so they're completely recasting it and restarting it. But on that, uh, I that, did not know that. Yeah, awesome. very excited. Yeah. yeah. So all right, well, listen, I, I know that uh, you know, we're there's a lot we can go and talk about um, within this space, but I really appreciate your time. And uh, how can people get in, in touch with you? Twitter is the best way. I love being open by default at Noah Sparks. And, Noah Sparks I, and you can catch us Thursdays. Every Thursday we host a ESN chat, Enterprise Social Network meetup on Twitter. So Yep. 
I did I get pinged on that yesterday? Uh, we're taking we're taking the month of August off, so that's why that's I didn't why see you, that. Yep. Yeah, I complained about that last time. <laughs> Thanks so much, but I know it's open. I just need to put it on my calendar. What time is it locally here? Noon. At noon. Okay. Yeah. So 11 a.m. Pacific. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, Noah, thanks a lot. And we'll uh, talk to you on the other side. Thanks, Christian. Great chat.